0: welcome to tower talks with inside towers the wireless infrastructure industries podcast and now for your weekly recap a timely review of this week's top headlines and takeaways here's your host
1: welcome to inside towers week in review i'm leslie Stimson, inside towers washington bureau chief and with me is John Salantano, our business editor. This episode is sponsored by Inside Towers Intelligence. It's a quarterly market report that dives deep into the wireless infrastructure ecosystem. Intelligence looks at market trends, capital expenditures, relevant M&A transactions, and more. The 2023 Volume 4 is available now. An annual subscription also includes an exclusive briefing and online support. For more information or to subscribe, visit insidetowers.com/intelligence. Well, John, it was quite a week with the Nate show going on. What What are your takeaways from that?
0: Um, yes, Leslie, it was quite a week. Um, it, it was a good show, actually. It was. Um... Not quite as well attended as last year or previous years, but it was still a good turnout. Um, Organizers estimate, you know, upwards of 2,500 people attended, covering a whole range of topics on uh, the wireless infrastructure business, tower climbing, a lot of vendors there showing their wares as far as supporting uh, what goes on in the field, uh, on the tower and on the ground, um, including one demonstration of a um, of a a bucket truck that could lift a bucket uh, 250 feet up in the air was awesome. They were taking people up. If you dared to go, you'd have to put a harness on and buckle in, but um, it'd take you way up, uh, way up in the air. But um, Oh, wow. That's new.
1: I don't remember... Yeah, I I hadn't
0: seen it before and it's not something for sale per se, but they, they, they lease the service. So if an operator or a contractor has work high on a tower and, and they need to move quickly, they can, um, it's not normally used to build towers, but if you need to repair or replace antennas, that sort of thing on water towers or other structures, you can lift high up in the air on the bucket truck and do the work from the bucket, um, but it can be, it can be a little bit expensive to do that <laughs> and yeah. probably limited, but, uh, they also had a helicopter on the show floor, um, that helps with, um, with, uh, repairs and maintenance. Um, um this particular size of helicopter does, um, um, also does like, um, uh, transmission lines for power transmission lines. So put mm-hmm. a technician up on the, on the line and, um, yeah, so it was very cool. We had a chance to look inside it, and uh, uh, they didn't volunteer to take us for a ride, though. But uh, it was good. So, <laughs> no, that a lot of interesting topics. Everything from practical stuff, like um, I, I said, in on one that looked at calculating the tension on loads uh, that loads put on towers when you're when you're hoisting something up, mm-hmm. and you have to calculate all the factors that create that load and, and they started off the presentation by showing a tower that had collapsed because they hadn't they had improperly calculated the load uh, all the factors mm-hmm. that were uh, go into lifting this load and it threw the you know the top of the tower off balance and the whole thing came down and some people uh, came down with it it was uh, pretty bad but <laughs> The topic itself was interesting, but the scenario was, wasn't the best, yeah. but it was a cautionary tale. You know, you have to calculate everything. It's not just the load. It's the people. It's all the equipment. It's the where you're pulling it from and the, uh-huh. the tensions it creates. And they, they have um, actually algorithms how to calculate the proper loading. There. um a number of presentations on um, uh, leadership development, uh, managing organizations, and the like. And uh, I sat in on one that had um, a really talented uh, and, and experienced um, group of panelists that talked about what does it take to be a leader, and what you know, what what factors go into making you a good leader, and, and the like. So. Um, you know, so a good mix of technical, ma- managerial, um, uh, and operational topics. I did sit on one, and I wrote about it in, in this week's issue about um, electric vehicle charging. You know, one of the big issues during the slowdown in, in capital spending on the wireless network amongst the contractors certainly is, well, what do we do to keep busy and keep our crews? And so there's been a lot of talk about, well, maybe we can diversify our our skills and our work talent into other areas just besides climbing towers and installing radio systems. Mm-hmm. Um, so there has been a movement to do more fiber installation because fibers is uh, uh, active these days. And, uh, you know, the panel introduced the concept of, well, you ought to consider maybe um, diversifying into installing electric vehicle charging systems. And the infrastructure that supports that, because uh, the skill set is similar. And you, if you're familiar and can get certified as an electrical technician, then there's lots of work to come. So, I thought that was interesting as well. Yeah. So, all in all, of, you know, it was it was a good show. Um, uh, fair amount of takeaways. I think there's a positive upbeat amongst people that attended there. That. Things are improving slowly and will get better as we get into farther into the year. And um, um, uh, so they had some nice receptions and they had a, a very, very interesting keynote speaker, a former Navy SEAL who uh, uh, shared his, uh, some of his experiences and um, they had a great awards luncheon as well. A number of people were recognized for their contribution to the, um, to the business. So, uh, yeah. It was good.
1: It sounds good. Thank you for that. Your impressions of the show, John, it sounded like it was really worthwhile to attend.
0: Well, certainly for us. That's our people, right? So.
1: So in the world of lobbying, several telecom organizations, including WIA, Crown Castle, and Altice USA, Oppose an electric utility association's attempt to persuade the FCC to reconsider some of its poll attachment reforms. Um, these are what the agency adopted in December. The Edison Electric Institute petitioned the commission to reconsider or change the, this is in quotes, grandfathered poll ruling. So the December ruling requires pole owners to share in the costs of preparing utility poles for replacement, even if they are considered grandfathered, meaning they were installed or existed before certain regulations were enacted. The ruling found that when an attacher requests access to a pole that is out of compliance with current safety standards, replacing the pole is this is in quotes, not necessitated solely, end quote, by the attacher's request. And both the poll owner and the attacher who wants access to the poll must share in the replacement costs, you know, instead of dumping all the costs on the last attacher or the current attacher. And so the, uh, the telecom industry and lobbying groups oppose EEI's arguments. They say the association's arguments are unfounded and exaggerate the cost burdens put on poll owners. Crown Castle um, had a good statement. They said the Commission's clarification that a utility may not evade paying its share of pole replacement costs by adopting new construction standards is well-reasoned, supported by the record, and well within the Commission's authority. Indeed, the Commission's clarification merely restates conclusions the Commission has previously expressed. When a utility requires an attacher to replace a pole to bring it into compliance with the utility's own new construction standards, that replacement is not necessitated solely by the attachment request. The grandfathered label has no impact on the commission's correct analysis. So EEI's petition for reconsideration further called for the FCC to provide specific and clear guidelines on when a utility pole owner must give a copy of its easement to an attacher. Excel Energy agreed with EEI, saying the new requirement is bl- based on flawed assumptions that these organizations maintain copies of easements or even track easement-related information. The uh, I remember when the Commission voted on this in December, Chairwoman Jessica Rosenworcel said that um, this kind of information will let attachers know which poll is set to be replaced and when, and she said the attachers benefit from having these facts up front and early. So the commission now has until February 28th to reply to the comments received on the fourth report in order. And switching gears now to a broadcast story. Um, this is about WJLX, the uh, the AM in Jasper, Alabama, the that had, uh, filed a police report saying it's 200 foot tower was stolen. And then the GM and owner, Brett Elmore is sticking to his story. That's after doubts arose. Some engineers, uh, have said that, you know, how can you steal a whole tower? Um, Elmore is saying that the, Transmitter was stolen, too, and the uh, shack, the transmitter shack was vandalized. Ron Johnson of the Alabama News Beacon says it all looks like a hoax. And um, his take is that he's heard from people who used to work at the stations and said that Elmore thought the aim was too costly to maintain. And he would shut down the transmitter periodically. And over time, the tower rotted and people just stole pieces of the tower over time. Joe and Jeff Geerling of Gearling Engineering said there would be evidence if someone torched the guy wires to get the tower to fall fast. Um, they also said it takes time to cut up a tower, so they said this was all kind of strange. And at last count, Elmore um, has been—he was trying to return JLX to over-the-air broadcasting. It was only online after the incident. And then we ran a story saying that iHeart came to the rescue and uh, offered him the use of one of their nearby FM translators. So, all in all, a very strange story. The Jasper police continue to investigate, and they're asking anyone with information to call 205 221 2121. So, that's it for this week's. Inside Towers Week in Review, thanks for listening. And for a complete rundown of all the week's stories, check out our Saturday edition.
0: Thank you for listening to Tower Talks. To subscribe to our podcast, our daily newsletter, or use our other industry resources, please visit InsideTowers.com. Until next time, you've been listening to Tower Talks from Inside Towers, the wireless infrastructure industries podcast.